This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, December 9th. Brought to you by Rommel AgriFinance. Good morning, I'm Jeff Kelly. Here's today's headlines. California County mandates greenhouse gas sequestering. Snowpack up, but drought persists. Marshall, not optimistic on farm labor bill. SLO County approves carbon sequestration mandate. The Board Supervisors for San Luis Obispo County has updated its groundwater ordinance to add aggressive restrictions for new plantings. The provisions require farmers seeking to rotate crops to set aside a 50-foot buffer zone from riparian habits to report monthly water usage. It also is the nation's first regulation to mandate carbon sequestration measures. Several farm groups heavily oppose the measure. According to Brett Burchett, the County Farm Bureau Executive Director, the ordinance caps groundwater pumping to 25-acre peat per year for the next 22 years, conflicting with the Basin's Evolving Groundwater Sustainability Plan, or the GSP. He argued this would actually hurt the small farmers that supervisors are seeking to protect. The County Planning Commission has rejected the ordinance and called for the board instead extend its existing ordinance until the state approves the GSP. Snowpack well above normal for most of the West. The statewide snowpack for California sits at 175% of average for this time of year. More snows on the way. That, according to a USDA report yesterday, most of the western snowpack is above normal as well. The recent rains made only a marginal dent, however, for the drought situation in parts of the central coast, while the rest of the state saw no changes, that according to the drought monitor. State Water Board staff cautioned this week that there is still a lot of ground to cover to make up for the deep precipitation deficit. Despite the recent accumulation, California snowpack is just 24% of the amount needed for an average winter. And water storage is well below optimal levels. NOAA, in the meantime, is predicting drought conditions will persist through the end of the month of February. We'll have more AgriPulse Daybreak West after this. When you work with Robo AgriFinance, you get the global knowledge and financial strength of one of the world's largest and most innovative food and ag lenders, tools essential to realizing your aspirations. Discover how an unmatched network of local and sector experts can help you confront agriculture's challenges and seize the opportunities that lie ahead. Learn more and contact us at www.roboag.com. Creating value, connecting vision. Bravo AgriFinance. Welcome back to AgriPulse Daybreak West. Thompson elected as House Ag Committee Chair. Representative Glenn G.T. Thompson, the Republican of Pennsylvania, has been elected by the House Republican Steering Committee as the next chairman of the House Agriculture Committee. Thompson, a longtime member of the committee and its current ranking member, will step into the role the same year the Farm Bill is scheduled to be drafted. He said in a statement that he was honored by the appointment. You can read our full report at agripulse.com. Marshall skeptical about farm labor bill's chances. Senate Ag member Roger Marshall, the Kansas Republican, says border security concerns are going to make passage of the Farm Workforce Modernization Act an uphill battle in the Senate. 
Marshall, who first voted against the bill as a House member in 2019, said farm labor has been a consistent issue presented by his constituents during his time in Washington. But the polarization caused by the U.S.-Mexico border security conversation has likely poisoned the well on more limited farm labor movement. He said, quote, I'm afraid the sides are further apart. I really think that discussion starts with border security. And until we hear a conversation out of the White House saying we're going to secure the border, then I'm just afraid it isn't going to go any further, and I would love for it to go further. He added, I want to solve the problem, but just in all frankness, we have to secure the border first. Now, two of Marshall's colleagues, Senator Michael Bennett, uh, the Colorado Democrat, Mike Crapo, the Idaho Republican, they've been working to answer farm group calls for a legislative solution, but have not yet come to an agreement on a bill. Now, Marshall discusses this week's report on FDA's human foods program, the cattle contract library, and more topics on this week's Newsmakers program. It'll be posting later today at agripulse.com. There's more time to enroll in dairy risk management programs. Sign up to enroll in the dairy margin coverage or supplemental dairy margin coverage programs next year, supposed to end today, now been extended to January 31. We recognize this is a busy time of year with many competing priorities, so we're extending the DMC enrollment deadline to ensure every producer who wants coverage for 2023 has the opportunity to enroll in the program. That's the word of Farm Service Agency Administrator Zach Ducheneau. Early projections indicate that DMC payments are likely to trigger for the first eight months in 23. We all know that markets fluctuate, sometimes at a moment's notice and sometimes with no warning at all. So now's the time to ensure your operation is covered. Farm Service Agency says about 18,000 dairy farmers who enrolled in DMC for 22 coverage got about $76.3 million in payments. Diesel prices dropped for the first time since October. Price of diesel fuel has dropped below $5 a gallon for the first time in nine weeks, according to the USDA yesterday. The U.S. average diesel fuel price dipped to four ninety-seven a gallon for the week ending December 5th. That was 17.4 cents lower than the week before, according to the USDA's weekly grain transportation report. The decrease is the first time since October that diesel prices have been below $5 a gallon, according to USDA. Department of Energy wants research on combining farming with solar energy. The Energy Department announced yesterday it'll spend $8 million on research projects looking at how agriculture production and solar energy generation might coexist on the same land. The funding will go to six solar energy projects across six states and the District of Columbia. Recipients of the grants include Iowa State University, Rutgers University, the Solar and Storage Industries Institute, the Ohio State University, University of Alaska Fairbanks, and the University of Arizona. Now take note, according to DOE estimates, the United States will need to quadruple the amount of solar energy installed per year by 2030, that to achieve the Biden-Harris administration's renewable energy goals. Here's today's She Said It. Government is not schoolhouse rock. It is your pervy uncle in a Santa suit trying to feel you up. 
Vet Almond Alliance President and CEO Aubrey Betancourt explaining the messy business of crafting legislation. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, December 9th, brought to you by Robo AgriFinance. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.